Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. We have an extraordinary opportunity on Philanthropy Today to discuss the formation of a fairly new foundation that, uh, or at least a foundation that is new to many of us that are associated with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. And and Bern Hendricks, uh, President, CEO of GMCF, joining us. And uh, we have our guest from the Patterson Family Foundation, which has made a tremendous impact uh, throughout uh, Northeast Kansas and parts of Missouri as well. It has, yes. We're, uh, we're delighted to have Sarah Hackett with us here. Uh, she is uh, overseeing the community foundation efforts of the Patterson Family Foundation, and uh, they're very new and evolving. And the Patterson Foundation uh, this year provided a $7 million grant to the Kansas Association of Community Foundations so that 100 communities could have a match day. And uh, I'll let uh, Sarah tell, her, tell you more about that, but it is a tremendous uh, a catalyst for a lot of small communities, small rural communities, and so we're very grateful for that. We as a Greater Manhattan Community Foundation don't qualify, but we oversee 20 communities uh, in our area that are all rural, and uh, and so I think there's about 16 of them that qualified this year, and so we're excited about that and helping them grow. So, Sarah, thanks for being here. Well, thanks, Vern. Thanks, Dave, for having me. We are really excited to have the opportunity to connect and to share more about the Family Foundation. And, of course, um, we are just thrilled about the Match Day program and its success so far. Tell us about the Patterson family. Sure. So Neil Patterson grew up in a small rural community on the border of Kansas and Oklahoma. His parents were tenant farmers, and they worked their land for years before it was sold at auction. And they had some neighbors that helped them to purchase that land so that it could be theirs. And this happened when Neil was really young, and he was raised on the farm and really attributed his success to the Garyan values that he developed working on a farm at a young age. Um, he was really lucky that he and his brothers were encouraged to pursue higher education. And so he obtained his MBA and worked in the software industry for his early years and then went on to co-found Cerner in Kansas City in 1979. And it grew from a tiny startup to one of the largest independent healthcare IT companies. And Neil's drive to really look at systemic problems is really a part of our foundation's DNA. Um, Sterner is also where he met his wife, Jeannie. She was a part of large Kansas City family and went to college there. She joined Sterner as their seventh associate and then found her calling in philanthropy. She co-founded the company's corporate foundation and ran it for decades, um, unfortunately, until cancer slowed her down. She was really joyful and passionate about helping people in communities. Um, she also brought really innovative benefits to Cerner, some of the things that we're looking at now, like childcare, okay. and looked at that you know, nearly 30 years ago. And she created what Neil called kind of Cerner's soul. So even though we have a very different focus than what that foundation is, Jeannie is really how we view our approach to philanthropy, a very hands-on touch, um, personal, really highly engaging with mm. our constituents. 
And they created the Patterson Family Foundation in 2007, thinking, you know, it would be decades before they became yeah. fully active. And sadly, both passed away in 2017. Hmm. Um, so the Patterson children mm-hmm. were really in their 20s and 30s. And... Um, we're really left with the task to identify what the family foundation would come to be. And so Neil left them with the task of identifying what he calls bogs. I'd never heard the term before I started the foundation, (laughs) but big, hairy, um, audacious goals. And, you know, they had a kind of a collection of topics that both Neil and Jeannie felt really strongly about. But... They wanted that second generation to really work on a hard problem that wasn't being adequately addressed. So our board noticed, you know, especially with their affiliation of growing up and visiting rural communities, that there were a lot of gaps in funding. In 2015, when they were researching, the U.S. Economic Research Service said that Although there's 20% of the U.S. population that lives in rural, only about 6 or 7% is receiving funding from private philanthropy. And so our board decided that that would be our core mission, to support rural communities to thrive. In particular, supporting key systems of healthcare, education, and rural economies. So how does the Family Foundation look, or how do they get this perspective on wanting to share you know, what that they have been able to accumulate over the success of the company and work with small communities to distribute uh, those grants? So I think for that, you know, we really see rural communities as their own unique ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've seen one rural community, you've seen one rural community. Mm -hmm. And, um, Cerner had some very specific projects within rural communities, and those projects, I think, led to our board really experiencing some rural community work and engagement, and um, some of those projects, which continue to today, kind of lead the methodology of of how we work with rural Mm -hmm. communities and really ensuring that we're listening to community needs and responding to gaps. Well, I always uh, share with people, it's very hard to deal with somebody that doesn't know what they don't know. And um, unless you have been born and raised in a small rural community, uh, it's tough to kind of explain how wonderful it is and how much a difference it makes for you as you make decisions in life. And. Um, you know, I always felt like one of the things is you needed every everybody around you to form a team or form a band or to have a committee. And so you learn to work with people of different varying styles. And uh, and I think that's uh, something that we identify with and really support around here as well. So that's neat. Yeah, I think one of the things that impresses us the most is, you know, community leaders. And they wear so many different hats and how many people step up to that role. knowing that they're supporting multiple organizations. So I think when we look at rural communities, too, we are um, really excited to be able to support those community leaders and hopefully engage that next generation of leaders. Yes. Well, and uh, one of my greatest joys is when we have a, a community foundation get started. We call them our partners. Um, and working with those community leaders, like you talk about, the boards and 
and just to share with them that we are there to help them. They just need to feel inspired and talk about their dreams. And what do you want? You know, we're here to help you in that process and take all the barriers down. And the, and the support that the Patterson Foundation has given these communities is, uh, is amazing. And to think that they could qualify for something like this from a foundation like the Patterson Foundation is just very inspiring. I wish you could uh, be with me when I have all these meetings because it's, uh, it's really neat to, to, to feel that joy in the room. So. Well, we are, were thrilled with the response of this program. Um, we had uh, set some high goals of having 100 community foundations participate, and we have awarded over 102 grantees. Um, of course, we've had a wonderful partnership with Kansas Association of Community Foundations to help support us with that and to get to know more of the community foundation world. And we've already seen with only 17 of those applications who have completed their match day funding, you know, a, a very substantial increase in dollars raised over prior oh, year, yeah. the number of donors, the number of gifts over a thousand, the number of nonprofit organizations participated. So our board is really excited to learn about how these match dollars have been used in the rural communities. Indeed. And we're using that too to help us listen to communities um, to the foundations right. and see what projects that they choose um, that need support. You know, every community has got a larger project. We're involved in our own child care project here in Manhattan. But uh, um, the idea, I mean, we had a community match day in one of our communities in northeast Kansas, and, and it was their first match day. And I had a gentleman come up to me and ask me if, if I was Vern, and, and, uh, and he said, you know, I just want to share with you that I've lived in this community all my life, and I have never seen anything bring the community together like this match day. And I was so excited when the Patterson Foundation decided to do this because we've, we've believed in match days since our first match day here in Manhattan. And to be able to share that belief in our Northeast Kansas communities has been awesome. But the idea that then Patterson could create this inspiration to go beyond the the area and through Kansas and western Missouri, I think is pretty neat. I think you've hit on something that's a very positive effort. Well, thanks, Vern. You know, we, when researching um, some strategic priorities and going through our planning sessions, one of our board members had a, a big passion for community foundations and the work that they do. And so as I was researching, you know, different programmatic opportunities, I learned about um, the Kansas Health Foundation, right. their Grow One and Grow mm -hmm. Two, yes. and the impressive results that they've had. And so I think, you know, Kansas and Western Missouri are really unique in how community foundations support their right. communities. And as you were talking a little bit before, this generational transfer of wealth that's going to be occurring, mm -hmm. we really feel the opportunity for community foundations to be a huge part of that yes. to help their communities continue to thrive. Yeah, to, to help our listeners a little bit, the Kansas Health Foundation had a Grow, Grow, Run, Grow 2 match program, of which it was a one-to-one -one match. The Greater Manhattan Community Foundation's first match, we raised $300,000 in our first year to get that match. And 
those monies were made available or, to, or, or set aside to, to kind of help support the organization so that they would have some operating funds. And, and that evolved into two and three. And now a lot of our communities now, they don't have that anymore. And so a lot of communities that didn't weren't prepared or didn't get the notice, the notice of it or uh, they haven't started those things. So this now, I think these match days are almost better because the whole idea then was to to have 20, 30 people make a match to a fund for the community foundation. Well, now you have several hundred people match several tens of nonprofit entities in a community to raise several thousand dollars, and uh, it's almost a, a much better, more impactful thing immediately. So. We were really excited. Out of the community foundations that have reported back to us and have already had their match days, we've already seen nine new events. And I, um, I'm really looking forward to um, going through and understanding how many new match day events we've inspired and learning about those opportunities. And, and really, I think it, what's fun for the community is they all take place in really unique ways that right. highlight that community's heritage exactly and um get everyone involved exactly so we're looking forward to doing a lot of learning and listening <laughs> about it i see that you you had made mention that you've had 102 grants that you've made and that is a little higher than what your goal was but that's got to make you feel really really good that these monies that were significant and how they were created how they are passed down to communities, and that's such a cherished opportunity. Yes, well, we are grateful for the community foundation community here, like Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, who is sharing it with all of their partners, and how other parent community foundations worked with us to be able to get the word out and let everyone know that this opportunity existed. Mm -hmm. So without their support, I don't think the program would have been as successful. Taking into consideration Neil Patterson's farm background, growing up at, down south in the Kansas-Oklahoma border, how do you think he would perceive his foundation, his family foundation, to be looking at what you've been able to do with these matching grants? So I think Neil really valued being a helpful neighbor. Um, as I mentioned, kind of the tenant farm story to you, mm -hmm. you know, I think he was inspired at a young age about his neighbor that was able to support his family in a time of need. So I think that's how he would view this program, as we are helping to support all of these communities to understand what personally matters to them and to hopefully help them overcome or um, help them achieve a goal that they've had in mind for a while. You know, back, I don't know how long ago that was when he was a child and his family lost their farm, but there weren't safety nets back then and we have those now so do you feel like you're providing that for for people in communities to to find the help they need so uh um that's a great question you know i think in terms of of safety nets we would look at you know we would want to collaborate with the organizations that are are out there doing the work um since we have such a large catchment, you know, 95 out of the 105 counties in Kansas and 26 counties in northwestern Missouri, I think that part of our strategy is really trusting those nonprofit organizations that are out there doing it every day mm -hmm. and then us providing support to help them continue their efforts or expand them. Yeah. Is this going to be something that we'll, the Patterson Family Foundation will be able to continue in the future? 
So I am hopeful, um, but I can announce that we will be doing a 2024 match program. What I don't know quite yet is the details of the match <laughs> amount, um, but we'll hope we're hopefully being announcing that in November this year. Awesome. Well, what you're going to have a lot of match days at the end of the year, so there'll be a lot of excitement for sure. So Yes, and we've just launched our um, other community foundation program for this year. It's about building capacity. Mm-hmm. And so our goal is to provide one full-time staff person for um, rural community foundations in our catchment that currently do not have a full-time staff. And that runs until October 20th. It takes people to make things move, doesn't it? It does. Well, I think Vern could probably speak to that better than I can. But um, we strongly believe that if the capacity is there, we're hopeful that then the increased amount of donations will follow the building of assets and, you know, really being able to provide that additional community work aspect for that community. Well, and I, uh, back to the match days a little bit, uh, I think the match days will provide the... uh, the confidence and catalyst for those communities to believe that this is a big enough thing that they really want somebody that's a full-time. So, you know, I know in our area, we'll probably have a few of them take advantage of your, uh, your grant program if, uh, uh, because, you know, the excitement around philanthropy is like none other. You know, you and I both know we've all been a part of lots of things, but uh, when you're doing something generous for those that have needs uh, there's mo- no better feeling around so yes i agree let's talk a bit about your foundation board members now and their perspectives on how this matching grant program has transpired over the last what six seven months or so Sure. So our board is really second generation of the Patterson Family Foundation and has done a lot of work these past couple of years to understand the direction that they've wanted to take and the lasting impact that they want to make. We recently hired a new president, Dr. Kevin Prine, um, also to support our efforts and really lead us in um, kind of this next stage of our um, philanthropic growth and and it's ex- exciting time and I think our board has a lot of curiosity they're you know learning about not just community foundations but other really important systematic changes within rural communities and what programming works together and are forming more of a supportive direction to layer programming on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to feel good about what you've done so far. We do. We are thrilled um, this year and have done a lot of amazing programming. Um, one of my colleagues' programs was a school-based childcare program, and we also exceeded in budget requests for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have launching some additional workforce programming Um, development for some economic agencies and we are just about to um, close up our responsive giving for the for programs for the communities as well so it's going to be an exciting 2023 and even more exciting 2024 this is so exciting i may move to a smaller town so i can work with them (laughs) looks like that they'll have some opportunities for you to become a director Uh, Sarah, it's a delight to have you in. Thank you. And, you know, and I know that there's, uh, you know, 
100-some communities out there that are just thrilled for the impact that that the Patterson Family Foundation has made in their respective communities, and uh, it's not lost on them. You know, the sentiment uh, that Neil Patterson brings to, to these financial impacts on these communities. Well, thank you so much for having us today. And um, we appreciate the work of all of these communities. We, I know personally from fundraising experience, launching a match day is not a small feat. So we appreciate and um, all the hard work that goes into planning opportunities like this and are just thrilled that communities are taking advantage of this. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas. 